Welcome back to Fit Facts. As Grace and I often discuss, we 100% believe in helping women create their own success in their health and fitness journeys. Simplicity is key, but it's almost too easy to create confusion if you're going at it alone. Today we are uncovering one of our favorite strategies to help you succeed even through the busiest seasons of life. What's up, Grace? How are you today? I'm good, Carly. How are you? <laughs> I am good and super excited as we are continuing our, I guess you could say, holiday series on how to handle the holidays with health and fitness goals, but not just physical, also going into mental, okay, our mentality around our goals. And so for those of you tuning in, listening, if you did not catch last week's episode, Grace, they're missing out. Like, tell them they have to go watch last week's episode. For sure. Last week, we had this awesome conversation about setting realistic goals for the holidays, how to kind of get a mindset shift so that you can, one, prepare those realistic goals, but two, what can you do now? Like, what are ways that we can think about how we want to feel at the end of the holidays, you know, and what kind of action steps can we place? Yes. And so along with that, for those of you that have already watched last week's episode or watched, we are not watching, listen to last (laughs) week's episode. um, You know, like we want to know if you have completed your baby action step, which was to write a note to yourself. And we go into a little more detail on exactly what the quote unquote instructions were. Okay. Or Mm -hmm. guidelines, I guess, but how to make the most out of it. So we want to know if you were following along with these things, because if you have questions, we want to help you. And also it's just fun to share what you're thinking about and what is, what your goals are. And so again, which ties into previous week, baby, baby action step, like share your goals, you know, and so that adds accountability and everything. So today We are diving a little bit deeper, not deeper, but we're just taking it a little further on the mindset shift, but preparing our mentality using the strategy of safeguards. And Grace is just like a master at this stuff. So Grace, I want you to share (laughs) what strategy of safeguards, what does that mean? What is it? And how are we going to talk about it today? Totally. I'm so excited about this concept. I feel like the strategy of safeguards is something that I'm trying to implement in a lot of aspects of my life, not even just health and fitness, not even just thinking about the holidays, but it came from this woman who has been this huge inspiration for me. I'm sure I've talked about her on this podcast already. Her name is Gretchen Rubin. And she comes up with a lot of things on how to be happier, how to create a better environment for yourself, how to just fully enjoy life more. And so one of these topics is the strategy of safeguards and another name for it could be if-then planning. So the strategy of safeguards is a way to think about if something happens in the future, if this circumstance comes up, then how can you react to it? You know, then what is something that you can do to make sure it doesn't affect you? I guess the easiest way to kind of explain it um, to make more sense would just be to give an example. So thinking about um, fitness, right? If we want to give a fitness example. So if I have this new goal of going to the gym more, right? I want to add more exercise into my life. I want to whatever, whatever the goal might be. So 
I can set the goal of, I want to go to the gym three times a week. Okay. There's my goal. So then to implement the strategy of safeguards, you could say, if it's Tuesday and my days that I need to work out are Tuesday, Thursday, and then a weekend day, if it's Tuesday, then I will have my workout planned out, or there will be a class that I go to something. So just kind of having these tools in your toolbox to say, if something is going to happen, what can I do to make sure I stay on track with my goals, stay on track with my resolutions? Um, so that therefore you get to the place that you want to be. So it kind of just really takes out the decision-making part of it. You know, if something happens, here's how I'm going to respond. Does that make any sense, Carly? What, what am I leaving out out of a description? <laughs> yes. And so it makes a ton of sense. If X happens, then I'll do why? Okay. And so the thing about this planning though, is sometimes we get a lot of feedback from Health Excel Academy members, members of things just don't go according to plan. Like I plan to do this and then I cannot because something came up. And so as we preach, you create your own success. There's always something that you can control. And so Grace, we've talked about like having an alternative plan. So mm -hmm. like a plan B, a plan C, okay, like multiple plans. And so to take it a little deeper, let's say it is Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday that we planned to work out. What if we're tired? Like what would be a backup plan? Okay, so if I'm tired, then what happens? So instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to work out, what else could we say around that? Yeah, I think that concept of a backup plan is super important for the strategy of safeguards. So say, if I do feel too tired, then what is something that we can do to still keep you on track with your goal of working out three days a week? Maybe that might be if I'm too tired on Tuesday to do the same full workout, then I will just go on a 30 minute walk. Then I will take it easier at the gym. Then I will take an easier class. Just having backup plans around you so that you still can stay on track. Because like you said, life is going to throw us curveballs. You know, maybe you worked super late Monday night. So then Tuesday morning, your 5 a.m. workout isn't necessarily going to happen. So if something can't happen, if something comes in the way, what can you do in place of that? Yes, absolutely. And the, like, I think that those are probably the top two I feel like there's a third, but it's really not coming to mind right now. But like, hey, I'm tired or I'm busy and I don't have the time. And so planning for both of those excuses, because God knows we can make some excuses as humans. And Absolutely. it's like, if I'm too tired, I will still do something by filling in the blank with your ex, like whatever makes sense for you to do. And then if I am too busy at this particular time, then I will go at a different time or then I will make it up on Wednesday. And so this way, it's not like, oh my gosh, I missed it or oh my gosh, I didn't do it. And instead it's like, hey, I have a backup plan and it eliminates unnecessary decision-making, which I, you may have mentioned as well, which helps you plow through common obstacles with ease. And so in turn, while we've talked about our habits are not necessarily going to withstand in every single condition and obstacle that life throws at us. But if we have those backup plans, we're still getting it done. And we're going to still continue to 
like move forward or progress towards our goals. And so that's why we're so dang confident about our members being successful through the holidays. People are like, you're crazy. You're saying you're telling people they can lose weight through the holidays and they can feel their best depending on what their goals are. Yes, they can achieve their goals. And so let's talk about applying this to the holidays, Grace. And so I know this is something we were so excited about whenever you were like diving into a book or a podcast where you heard this from Gretchen Rubin. Um, we were like, yes, holidays are coming up. We definitely need to apply that. So how would you say that applause? Yeah, I think there are a lot of different ways that we can apply it, you know, thinking about the fitness side of it, but then also our mental side of it. So since we just had that fitness example, I'll start there. Um, but I think we can go into both. But for example, like we were talking about with, you know, planning for success, having these safeguards built up around us so that we can continue the success through the holidays, just planning, okay, what are the things I know are going to happen during the holidays? We're going to have most likely large meals. There's going to be a lot of food options around you. We're going to try new foods maybe that are going to come up if a family member brings over a new dessert that they've tried or things like that. Just there is going to be a presence of a lot of food, right? And maybe not a lot of workout time. Maybe there's more family time and not a lot of workout time. So creating a goal, once you have a goal, that's realistic and saying, if something happens, then here are the things that are reasonable. For example, if I have a large meal with my family, then I will go on a walk after. Or if there are a ton of food options in front of me, then I will only pick my favorites, the ones that I truly love, the ones I'm truly excited for, maybe ones that you can't really get all year round. You know, mashed potatoes are available whenever, but maybe not grandma's sweet potato pie, things like that, you know? So just having the, hey, if this happens, I know it's going to happen. You know, there are going to be a lot of food options. There is going to be um, a presence of new foods, you know, lots of large meals then what steps can you take? You can go on a walk after. You can just pick the ones that you like. You can, you know, not finish the foods that you don't actually like, even though you already put them on your plate. Good. Grace, I love all of these examples as far as like our fitness goals, because for multiple reasons, one, like the first example that you shared, like, hey, if I have a large meal, like, first of all, that's saying like, hey, I'm going to have a large meal. Like, I'm not even trying to say that I'm going to say no to this and say no to that because I personally, we've talked about yes, no people or whatever. I personally cannot be a no person saying like, I'm not going to have because as soon as I put no on it, I'm like, I want to have it. And so <laughs> I love the example of like, hey, if I have a large meal with the family, I will. And then I will go on a walk afterwards. And so it's like, we are still moving towards our goals. And then I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but it's like, Hey, if we put something on our plate that we felt obligated to try, or maybe it was something new that we're like, Hey, what is this? You know, like aunt Sally decided to make something different um, for Thanksgiving. And so it's like, okay, I try it, but I don't really like it. For me, a bad, bad habit in the past has been I still have to finish it. Or maybe it's not even that I don't like it. It's just that I don't love it, you know, and I'm still like, I have to finish it. One, it might look rude. 
Two, it's like, it's on my plate. I have to finish it. That's how we were. Some people were brought mm-hmm. up, like finish your food. And it's like, that is a bad health habit, if that makes sense, because that's excess calories. When we could say, hey, I don't like this as much, so I'm not going to finish this so I can have an extra cookie that I do enjoy or a little larger slice of pie or something. So I think that's like really what stands out to me as far as like, hey, you know, if I try a new food and I don't like it, I will not finish it. So that if then for that as well. And so I think that really covers fitness goals. What about our mentality around that or even something that may not necessarily apply to our fitness about how others respond to our decisions? Yeah, totally. And I think that this concept of applying it to your mentality could almost be more important because I think it just overlaps with these fitness goals that we've made for ourselves, health goals that we've made for ourselves. But at the same time, it kind of incorporates so much more than that. So thinking about with our mentality, think back on different holiday gatherings or just family gatherings in general of, you know, comments that maybe your uncle says to you or grandma says to you that aren't necessarily out of malice. Like nobody's trying to hurt your feelings, but at the same time, they kind of trigger you in some way, right? Whether or not that be about your health and fitness goals, like how much food you're eating, what your body looks like, what, or, you know, life things like, are you in a relationship? Where's your career going? Like, what's the next step for life? What's, what's going on? Or where are the babies? Like things like that, just comments that come up in family members a lot, you know? So applying the strategy of safeguards, having these um, safeguards in your mind so that you don't get lost so that you don't get triggered in these conversations is incredibly important. So for example, if grandma mentions, you know, that I have less on my plate than normal because of these new fitness goals or health goals, then I will have a statement in response of whatever it may be like, oh, you know, I really am full. And, you know, I feel like these smaller portions make me feel better and then change the subject. There's your safeguard, you know, just something to have in mind so that when a comment comes like that, you can change gears. Or even if grandma says something to you, that's like, oh, you have more on your plate than normal, or you have, why aren't you eating as much? You can say, oh, I've been working on my health goals and I've been making awesome progress. I'm excited to keep that going. There you go. Just a safeguard statement and then you can move on. So it could be around anything. Like I said, even if it's a relationship comment, if it's a body comment, if it's anything, you know, a statement that you can say in response that is kind, you know, it doesn't have to be just a snap and then like mind your own beeswax, you know, it can be a kind statement of like, Hey, I actually really feel good about where I am and then move on. Yes. And like, I like all of these gearing more towards like, Hey, smaller portions, you know, maybe different food choices and stuff. But I know that I've faced because of flexible dieting, people think like, what? Like you have to eat like a rabbit if you're going to be on a diet, if you're going to be healthy. And so I've faced kind of the opposite, but still very similar as far as like, hey, that's kind of messing with my head. You know, like people see me pile on the the casseroles and the dressings and the sweets and things like that. And they they judge in a sense and they don't even know that they're doing it, but they're like, 
what? Like, how are you so healthy and you eat all of that? How do you say, stay so small or skinny or this and that? And like, people don't realize in terms that's offensive as well, but you know, and then I've practiced over the years of like, Hey, yeah, you know, it's like, it's moderation, everything in moderation. That's typically my little ha ha response, you know, of, well, how do you eat so much? Everything in moderation. Like, I'm not eating like this every single meal or every single day or even week. And so, again, we don't have to go into that much detail with them. Hey, that was rude. Hey, no, I don't eat like this all the time. Blah, blah, blah. A simple, yeah, everything in moderation. If someone says something about my larger portions on a Thanksgiving day or dinner or my sweet you know, decisions on, on this meal <laughs> or during this meal, then I'd simply respond with everything in moderation. And so, yes, I think that, like you said, keeping it kind, because we're, again, talking about how we want to feel during the holidays. We want to feel kind. We don't want to be the Grinch, okay, during the holidays necessarily. <laughs> and then, Grace, you had mentioned this previously, like, if someone points out, like, hey, like, you're not going to have seconds, like, hey, you need to eat more, you know, it's like, hey, no, the food was awesome, but we can kind of kill them with more kindness, like, I'm saving room for your awesome pie, like, I'm saving room for that awesome dessert that you brought, like, it's okay, I don't have to eat more right now, I can wait until it's time for dessert, because I want what you brought, so that's another, like, compliment them in, in the same way. I love that of saying, Hey, no, your food was so awesome. I loved all the food that you've brought, but you know, I'm getting full. So I'm going to save room for something else. That's great. You know, compliments are a good thing to keep in mind when you are creating these strategy of safeguards. And I think it's, I think it's important of with any of these comments thinking about, Hey, you can't really change someone else's behavior. You can't change the fact that, you know what, grandma might say those things out of love. You know, she wants you to eat more because grandma's typically just want you to eat all the good food, you know, but, or, you know, the uncle that you haven't seen in forever, or even a sibling that you haven't seen in forever. You just don't know. You can't change their behavior, but what you can change is this, the, expectation of how you'll react, right? You can control your reaction. You can control how kind you are in that situation, but also in a way that shuts it down. You have the right to shut down these comments that are not serving you, that are triggering you in a kind way, and then switch the conversation. So I think another thing that is important with the strategy of safeguards is maybe have a list of talking points that are things that you can bring up if that happens, right? So you can say, if grandma points out that I need to eat more, then I will mention how I'm already getting full because I've eaten all this food that I've loved, but I'm going to save room for your awesome pie. Then I'm going to start talking about my sibling's new job. How's it going? You know, just conversations that you can bring up, just conversation starters to kind of change the subject, get the topic of conversation off your food, your body, your relationship, your job, whatever it may be that you don't feel comfortable just talking about in this way. Just have some things that you know are safe to go to. Yeah, for sure. And then even with the strategy of safeguards, and we're talking about a lot of responsive, you know, comments or you know if we get this question this is how we can handle it and then even grace like you finish that off with like hey with your job with your relationship and it's also right now politics are a huge thing a huge topic of conversation and 
that's something that I just prefer to stay away from. Um, but that's not always the case in certain situations. Like sometimes you can't stay away from it because someone wants to talk about it. Someone wants to bring it up. And so instead of just beating politics in the ground right now, but like the same thing as far as your relationship, your job, someone wants to continue to bring it up. And if it's something that you are not comfortable discussing, you can simply say, hey, you know, I'm I'd rather not talk about it right now. Like I'd rather discuss blank. Okay. I'd rather talk about something happy, something fun, a vacation that you recently went on or how your travel was or something like that. And then Grace, like instead of, or addition to having responses, if we feel like we just cannot get away Like, what if we're at our aunt's house, okay, and, like, our uncle's bringing up topics we don't want to discuss, or grandma's continuously saying we're not eating enough, or my great-grandmother used to either say you were round as a butterball or poor as a snake. So either of those, you're failing because you're either too fat or you're too skinny. Um, You know, if grandma wants to bring up those topics and we just have to get away because our mental sanity can't handle it, like, what is a safeguard for that like a strategy for that as well honestly I think that if lines are crossed for you right like everyone has their own boundary lines and if a line is crossed that you do get into that topic of conversation that does make you uncomfortable you can't really get out of it you can literally get out of there right like you can change your physical space for a second even if it's like um, oh do you mind excusing me I'm just going to run to the bathroom or you know what? I just need to get some fresh air. I'm going to step outside for a second. Just having a physical change to kind of get yourself out of there. So then you can, you know, regroup with yourself, take some deep breaths. And then when you come back in and rejoin the group, have a conversation starter. Or if you feel comfortable, if you are in a place where you can do this, and I would highly encourage it because it's such a way to stand up for yourself in the most kind of ways. You don't have to, it's very hard, but even saying, like you just said, Carly, hey, I don't feel comfortable talking about that right now. Let's talk about something else. You know, standing up for yourself, or even if you don't wanna like cut it off in a way to kind of ride that gray area a little bit more, you could even just say, hey, can we talk about that later? Like that's something I'd prefer to not discuss at the dinner table, you know? Because then later, maybe it's been forgotten, you know? So just change your physical space if you can, you know, stand up, go somewhere else. And then if possible, stand up for yourself, stand up for yourself that, Hey, that was a line that was crossed for a second, you know? So what can I do in response of, Hey, I'd rather not talk about that right now. Yeah, for sure. And like, if you're able to create that literal space, you know, between you and what is making you uncomfortable, whether it's a conversation or whether it's comments or whatever, you know, whenever you are able to kind of get away, bathroom is always like a go-to because it's like, yep, I'm gonna have some privacy here. Having a go-to like mantra for yourself, like having Mm -hmm. a go-to quote, you know, something that stands out to you, something that is rooted to your why, like to your why of your fitness goals or to your why of, hey, if you are in a relationship that someone doesn't agree with, or if you are in a career position that one of your family members doesn't agree with, like, what is your why? Like, why are you, why do you do that anyways? not questioning you like why are you doing that but like hey why is this so important to me like why is it worth me continuing to do this even when 
others may not agree with that. And so I think just finding something that means more to you than someone else's comments, finding something that means more to you in those tough times to keep you going and keep pushing you through. This is something we really like dive into with our members. It's like, hey, know your why, know your reason. And it has to be something that is more important than a day, than just a single day of Thanksgiving or a single day of, you know, overeating or whatever. And so then kind of bringing us to the question of what if I fail? Because we're talking about health and fitness goals. We're talking about creating your own success. We're talking about strategy of safeguards. And it's like a lot of times what holds us back from taking that initiative, like action, that first step is the fear of what if I fail. And so we can even create a safeguard for that, Grace. Like if I fail, first of all, we don't like to call them failures because you can't fail if you don't quit, okay? But if you have a setback, if you face an obstacle, then again, like having that recreating your plan and then I will, depending on whatever it is, like if I eat three plates and I only plan to eat one, then I will just get back on track in my next meal or I will make smarter decisions. And so again, having an alternative go-to, you define your own success and there's no way like that you can't be successful with that mm -hmm. mindset when with that attitude. And so Grace, is there anything else that you would add on to strategy of safeguards as far as um, physical goals, your mentality, your literal space, anything that you can think of that we may have left out? I think we really covered a lot of it, which is awesome. But something that I will add is just don't be afraid to create those boundaries. You know, like I think I think a lot of people, once we get into family situations or what, whatever it may be, you know, people might be used to you doing certain things or responding in passive ways or just like laughing it off, you know, but at the same time, look at yourself building these goals, right? Like outside of the holidays, building health goals, building fitness goals, building life goals. So why step backwards in your progress when you enter just a new a family situation, right? Why, why move backwards? So therefore you can actually step into this power that you're building, this growth that you have, this strength that you are gaining, you know, saying, Hey, these are boundaries that I've created. Why can't I act them out around my family when I'm acting them out in the rest of my life? So that's something that I would just say to add on to the very end of saying, hey, you know what? Don't be afraid to create these boundaries. Yeah. And then Grace, I just had another like good thought that we had discussed. Go previously. for it. <laughs> but just the fact of like you were saying we cannot change their behavior necessarily, but we can mm -hmm. change our expectations and everything else. And so Sometimes people are not making comments to attack us as we may feel like they are. Like, oh, they are attacking me because I am eating healthy. They are attacking me because I do have a good relationship or a good balance in my diet. And so in reality, they are not attacking us at all. It could be it could stem from their own insecurities. And then it's 
kind of sucky to say like, hey, we're now pointing the finger back at them. But that is so true sometimes. Like maybe someone just cannot grasp the idea of dieting in the, during the holidays. They think they have to gain 10 to 15 pounds and therefore they're going to shame someone else for even trying. And so mm-hmm. that is just another big reason, big picture why we do have to plan for other people's insecurities as well. Um, and, you know, if we are doing well in our job, we can expect someone to say like, hey, well, isn't it hard? Or ask a negative question or don't you struggle with? And like planning for those as well, just planning for overall negativity. And so, um, yeah, just a little random thought that I was no, like, I, let's share I it. love that a lot. Yeah, I love that a lot because- So say you are at the dinner table and you have less on your plate than maybe you've had in previous years because of these goals that you set for yourself. But a family member maybe is eating more than they want to, but they can't, they haven't set these goals. They haven't worked hard on creating these boundaries for themselves. And so they're going to comment on you based on their own insecurity. Like it's not about you eating less that they're trying to shame. They're trying to shame, hide the shame from themselves of, you know what? I am eating more than I want. Or when you're, if you want to go on a walk after dinner and they're like, why are you trying to, it's family time. Why are you trying to be so active? You know, maybe they just are feeling the shame of, you know what? Maybe I haven't created goals for myself, even though I want to. So yes. yeah, I think that's such a great point. Yeah. And then to tie on like, cause we're like, yeah, go on a walk after dinner, like bring your family with you. Okay. Right. Like we are yeah. not saying isolate uh-huh. yourself. Um, because then you might kind of get the finger pointed at you like, hey, you weirdo, healthy person. You know, like <laughs> bring people with you, still make it about family. And so, Grace, are you ready to share our baby action step for this week? I am. I'm so excited about this week's baby action step because it's, like I said earlier, I'm obsessed with this strategy of safeguards. I feel like it's something that I am applying to a lot of aspects of my life. So, the baby step can be, hey, apply it to the holidays, right? Reflect on previous holidays or even just family gatherings where you've had comments made towards you about your food or about your body or relating to anything in your life, right? And are they realistically going to happen again? Think about, is it going to be the same family members, the same type of conversation? You know, those comments might come up again or preparing for new comments because your habits are going to have changed. So, This is just a brainstorm baby action step. Just consider how you can handle those comments that are going to come at you this year. You know, maybe even just thinking about, uh, like Carly, you mentioned earlier, a mantra, you know, just think about what kind of mantra can you repeat to yourself if you do have to step outside, go to the bathroom for some privacy, you know, what kind of mantra can you repeat to yourself in those moments to then help you just jump back in the conversation, change it, but still feel that confidence. So two brainstorm baby action steps. What, how can you handle, what kind of if then planning can you do for yourself? And then what kind of mantra can you repeat? Yes, absolutely. And so like these baby action steps, we put baby on them. Okay. I've repeated this five plus times now just to keep it less intimidating. And that is really what we are trying to say. Like, Hey, put one step, you know, or one foot in front of the other, just taking one step forward every single day. Okay. It does not have to be anything great or anything just out of the extraordinary or out of the ordinary making an extraordinary um just keeping it simple basically and so mm-hmm. 
for the women that are following along and keeping up with like, hey, baby action steps and tuning in each week, like I know for a fact, like they are going to have a breakthrough this holiday season. And so I'm so excited for that as we continue through, because some people are, could be like, uh, really, do you have to talk about holidays like every week or whatever? We're going to switch it up. We're going to have some fun weeks in here and stuff too. I think we're having fun every week, but it's something that is often overlooked. And we have realized that, you know, women just kind of like talk about it and then they sweep it under the rug. And it's like, hey, no, you have to hear something 10 different ways, 10 different times before it actually sticks. And so talking about actually sticking, making sure you're following through, Grace, how can women do that? Like, so it's not just they listen to something on a Monday morning and then go throughout their week. What can they solidify their goals with? So Carly, we've been working really hard on this of, hey, we've been putting together a workbook with all these ideas, you know, that we've been talking about these ways to plan these ways to set realistic goals. And then also just tips and tricks for the holidays to help yourself be successful throughout the holidays. We are calling it our holiday success guide. We've mentioned it in a previous episode. So the same way, you know, if you want to get one, join our community group, our free private community group on Facebook um, as a way to just kind of get some more insight on you know, like Carly said, repeating these things a million times. I know that's how I learn habits and learn different things is just hearing it in different ways. So getting more insight on that, getting the holiday success guide with this same kind of information just written down for you in a workbook style. So you can literally write out your if then plans. You can write out mantras for yourself and you can keep it with you. You can keep it with you as you're traveling for the holidays around family members. You can have this physical reminder of, hey, you know what? You've planned, you've worked hard. You are gonna be successful these holidays. Yes, absolutely. And the best part about this is like, Grace, we work so hard on this for our members, like for the Health Excel Academy members. This was exclusively like four of them. And we're like, holy cow, this is so good, like not to share. Um, and so just knowing that it can be huge for a ton of women that are listening in and our members are freaking loving it. Okay. So we released it early November for them. And so they are so excited. They've never felt more prepped, like in planned and ready for the holidays to tackle the holidays going in with big fitness goals as well. So Yes, absolutely. I think that really sums it all up, Grace. Okay, we crushed another episode. So thank you for everyone listening in. Complete your baby action steps. Get your holiday success guide in the Health Excel community, our free private Facebook group. Um, and we hope to see you there. Grace, I hope you have an amazing Monday and I'll talk to you soon. You too, Carly. See you later. Thank you for listening to Fit Facts. We hope that we have provided value to you today. If you haven't already, hit the follow button on Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, a five-star review is always appreciated. We would also love to have you join our free private Facebook group for women who are looking to excel in their health. For more information, visit healthexcelacademy.com.